It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to CLNS Media, powered by betonline.ag. Go to clnsmedia.com slash roll. Use our promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your first deposit. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast with Mark Allred, Court Lalonde, and Rob Tomlin. You can subscribe and rate our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Player.fm, SoundCloud.com, and Stitcher Radio. You can support the show financially by going to blackandgoldhockey.com and clicking on the fanatics.com banner before shopping online. You can also purchase exclusive Black and Gold Hockey Podcast merchandise in the official B&G shop. And now, time to start the Bruins Hockey Talk from three different countries. Enjoy the show. Hello, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Today's episode 131 is being recorded on June 9th, 2019, and brought to you by our awesome show sponsor, betonline.ag. We have a long list of topics to discuss in this episode as we tee up the Stanley Cup Finals game six tonight. But before that, Jazz, let's welcome back the rest of our panel, Rob Tomlin and Court Lalonde. Hello, gentlemen. How's it going? It's going good. Ready for game six. Do or die time. It's going okay. It's going okay. Uh, I was saying to you before, Rob. I mean, Mark. I was at the game. I don't know. I've been, I've been, I've been captain positive until now. I don't know. I was at game six. It cost me a lot of money, and I was very disappointed. It wasn't just because they lost, just because how they lost, and just oh, sucks, man. Well. Looking back at the schedule, and particularly in this series, the Stanley Cup Final Series, in the, the 7-2 beatdown 
um, on Saturday night, the 1st of June. Uh, and at anything after that, the Bruins have lost the last two games in regulation um, and just have not looked good. Um, I, I don't have anything to say about what the, the problem is or where, where areas are to be addressed. That is a coaching staff problem and way out Top of my six. Yeah, and way out of my league. But anyway, um, let's just start with, and it seems to be a very hot topic, is the officiating. And it's been absolutely horrendous, absolutely horrendous. And we talked about this earlier in the show. It seemed that uh, uh, Craig Berube, the St. Louis Blues coach, um, kind of threw a shot in the air to the uh, to the league, Craig to the league, and and you know mentioning that the it, the officiating has not been very good. And I'm paraphrasing there, of course. And then it just seemed like the series kind of shifted to getting the calls their way. Well, recently, Bruce Cassidy, the Boston Bruins coach, kind of said the same thing uh, on the lines of the officiating is horrendous and terrible. Uh, they missed a lot of lot of calls, particularly in the game that you went to, Court. And, oh, it was uh, ridiculous. The headshots have been absolutely ridiculous. That's correct. And uh, and and when the referees are in close proximity, they're not making the call. So hopefully, what Bruce Cassidy said can even the plane, or maybe tilt the series into our favor. Who knows? I actually don't want this series to be in the in the in the officiating hands. I want. But it has been. That's the problem. I know. I want the two teams that are on the ice that have fought hard to get here to put it all out in the ice and let them determine the game, not the officiating. It's been an absolute freaking joke. Yeah, game one and two. I think the the refs missed a lot of bad things that the Bruins did. Uh, games three and four, it seems like it swung the other way. And I mean, game four was the worst out of all of them. Sorry, game five, not game four. I'm remembering numbers wrong. Uh, yeah, game five, the officiating was worse than I think any other game in the whole playoffs, maybe. I mean, there wasn't that huge missed call like there was in some of the other games, but there was so many, it was unreal. Um, I think it was game four where Tarasenko pushed one of the Bruins into the boards and claimed that he got elbowed in the face and that was counted as a penalty. That was um, embarrassing. Yeah, there's, there's been so many. I mean, some of the trips that was going... Some of the trips going both ways have been ridiculous. Like, brushing up against a guy's leg and he just goes down. The uh, toe picks, um, they're not trips. Yeah. And I'm calling that both ways because a couple of times the Bruins have gone down a little easy. I'm not saying the dive in. I just mean they've gone down from contact. But it's it's just one of those things. Like they need to they need to stop focusing on what the officiating is doing and try and get on with the game because I think in Game Five it frustrated the Bruins, and that was one of the one of the main reasons they just couldn't get going. Every time they gave up a penalty, if it was a bad call. You could see them all like head in hands, like getting frustrated. You can't do that. If the whistle's cold, no complaining is going to change that. Just but the problem the is they're they're normally cool and collective, but they're complaining because it gets to a point where you're like, come on. Like it was yeah. just, I'm watching this. When crew gets chicken winged out there and nothing is happening and they almost scored again, unless crazy, if crazy doesn't dive across the crease like he did, oh, that that's amazing. a goal. And 
sure as shit, Petro Angelo's chicken winging Krug. Like, he's holding his arm. And that's the second time I've seen that in this series. I'm just at the point where I'm just like, are you got to be effing kidding me? Like, it's just, there's, there's, you know, letting them play, which they were. In the first round, I don't care. Leaf fans can get mad. Yeah, maybe, maybe the whole DeBrusque should have got a two-minute two minute penalty, but that's about it. But they were letting them play. And then ever since that stupid Vegas game, when they did, they made a bonehead call. It's like the refs have become chicken shit. And they're like, well, no, I don't want, I don't want it to be on me whether this team wins or loses. This is not me. So they're deciding to put the whistle away at the very end of a period. Well, come on. Yeah. Get your head out of your ass. I spent almost four grand and it was embarrassing that the yeah. NHL, they deserved, like, I wasn't kidding when I sent out that tweet. I was sitting at breakfast and these guys had their, uh, their NHL badges on, uh, their lanyards, and they were sitting beside me and Vanessa. And Vanessa was like, I think they work for um, the NHL. And I look over, I'm like, oh, they do. And she's like, we should go up and ask for our money back. <laughs> and then I'm like, no. And that's when I was like, I should just go when they get up, pull their chair out from underneath them, and then they'll know what it's like. That's because it's unbelievable, the non-call on Achari. Just gets to the point where I'm just like, I was with the fans. People were throwing stuff on the ice. People were getting pissed. Um, the idiots that fought each other in the stands, if you listen to us, stop because you're idiots. But, yeah. like, <sighs> fuck, it was so pissed me off. I had such yeah. a good time in Boston. City of Boston was amazing. I don't know if you saw it. I lost my cell phone in the cab. Got it back. Yeah, I saw that. That's that is amazing. Like the hotel I stayed at, the Hyatt, fantastic customer service. Fantastic. Nice. That guy got my phone back. I was in shock. That's awesome. Um, what has not been awesome, and moving on to the next topic is is the the top six uh, not scoring. Uh, and, and virtually a no-show. I don't know how many zeros I've seen in this particular series from players like Bergeron, Marchand. Well, they, and they haven't scored five-on-five five yet, right? That's, that's the zeros then. It's five-on-five. Five. Never mind the special teams and so on. But uh, how important is this team going to need the veterans, especially those, those guys on the top line, to, to stop producing, this, to, to stay alive in the series? Because this is – Everybody knows it's cliche and everything, but it's do or die. <laughs> yeah, well, without the top six, the Bruins don't make the playoffs. Like, the way the top six were playing earlier on in the year when That's there, cool. was no th- there was no third-line center, there was no anyone. But coming into this series, you're leaning on them guys. You're expecting them to produce. And it's just not there. And the Blues have done an amazing job of shutting down that top six. Because if you look in every other series, I think the top six outperformed both teams' lines, like every other line. So it's just it's frustrating to watch, and I'm just hoping they can ignite something because it looks like Carson Coleman's going to be placed in the top six tonight. Yeah, he's playing. Yes, yeah. he's he is in per, uh, Bruce Cassidy, and that to me is a I love Bruce, but it's like uh, you're just hoping and praying. Yeah, it seems, I don't care what anybody says. He didn't fucking score goals, so yeah, it seems very desperation um, move yeah. to me. Um, and it is, it's do or die, and he's gonna roll the dice. Um, I was kind of hoping that uh, history would play a little bit of a part in this, um, but it's to have a, a leader like uh, David Vakas on the and his in his grit. I'm not saying this guy's gonna go in there and score a hat trick and be you know 
the number one star of the game, but he does add some value to the to the team in the grit area, and uh, and he knows this team very well. So, I I don't know. Uh, I'm not sold on Kuhlman. I think Kuhlman's a good piece, future piece. But as in right now, when you're trying to win a championship, I'm not sure if that's the, the player I, I would want in there. And it, it, it's apparent that it's a speed factor on that second line because um, that, that they've been shutting them down too and they can't get anything created. I mean, especially... Well, they're not getting to the puck. And yeah. I think DeBrusque is hurt because like, he has been um, invisible since the series against Toronto. I think he got hurt straight up. Yeah. When he got hit by Nazem Kadri, we all know it looked really bad. I think it was really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And Krejci hasn't been the same against since Columbus since he got hit. So, I don't know. Marshan, I was saying it to Mark before, I think he got hurt in that scrimmage. Everybody was saying, oh, he's fine. I really don't think he is because he can't shoot a puck if he tried. DeBrusque has less points than everyone on the fourth line from the looks of things. DeBrusque has been horrendous since the first series. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he's all there, like Court said. He probably is injured. Um, David Backus, on the other hand, seems to be the one on that line that seems least injured, but is a guy coming out. So that's a bit of a strange one, but like well, you, said, you want def- DeBrusque in there, right? Yeah, and it's a, it is a speed factor because I think DeBrusque would have more points if he had a more speedy guy on that line. Because we all know David Krejci is it, as phenomenal as he is as a player. He's not one for keeping up with speed, uh, and if DeBrusque is the only one breaking into that zone, they're just going to shut him down, put three guys on him, and he's going nowhere. Uh, there's yeah. a couple of times he's danced through a couple of D-men, but it, that's not going to happen every game. And if you've got a guy like Coleman with him, he can attack the net at the same speed that DeBrus can. So I think they're just hoping on p- putting a bit of extra speed on that line gets DeBrus going as well. So Anything we'll to see. jump the zone entries um, at a higher percentage is, is Lack work for me. Yeah, it's just been... I mean, you cross you cross the blue line, and then that's it. I mean, it just seems like there's, there's turnovers, um, mismanagement of pucks, puck control has not been good. It's just it's not a very good product to see right now, especially you know after after that game on June first, that seven to two just beat down. I, I was a little more comfortable than I am sitting here right now. And then I spent three grand later. on hockey tickets for Christ's sake. Yeah, just that game. I'm like, game five, it's all it. No. Yeah, you definitely got the worst end of the stick on that one. Um, but uh, moving forward, it, it, we definitely need some motivation in, in this club. Um, and like, I'm, I'm going to keep saying it, it's do or die. But uh, let's talk about uh, Chara playing and. Um, after his injury and what he brings to the team as in leadership, but also as in another member of this defense, is it, is it right to bring him in because we really don't have anybody else? And, uh, and what, what can he do tonight to really spark this, this club as, as uh, the guy that wears the C on his Jersey? Just for the, the amount of time that he spent in the NHL and the leadership factor that he has on the bench, you bring him in over anyone. I mean, you could have bumped Krug up to that top line and played a guy like Lozon on the bottom pair. But, I mean, you bring Chara in. If the guy can play and if he says he can play, you play him. I don't think you got You mean him. Krug on forward? No, on oh. the top D pair. Because if Chara's out, then it's Krug's the only guy stepping in on that top pair. 
So, yeah. uh, and then, but now it's like, you, you have to play him. If it's do or die and you take a guy like Chara out, there's something very wrong. Um, the guy lives for moments like this. And he's been the one hyping everyone up over the last, what, two months? Yeah. Like all the videos he's been posting, all the locker room stuff we've seen him involved in. But I think you need him out there. Um, yeah, I, I have no problem with Char in the lineup. I, I want him in the lineup. Uh, he isn't the problem. He just isn't any anywhere close to being the problem. Like uh, I, I love the fact that we, we had the morons starting to blame Tuca again. That was priceless. Um, <laughs> oh, that's never going to go If you're not right. scoring goals, how to frig could it ever be goaltending? Please just take your head out of your ass and think about before you speak sometimes, people. Yeah, the, just frustrating. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just so frustrated. It's just, oh man, it pisses me right off. Yeah, I knew that wasn't going to last. As soon as some something bad happens in this series, that you know that the it wakes up all the haters and and then the internet just fires back with just nonsense. So did you hear that stupid reporter asking about Tim Thomas? What the hell was that? Yeah, I know. That's like the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, got, Bennington got run out of the net in what was it, game three? And they're calling him a genius again. I'm like, and, the, and they're saying like, and then he plays one good game, game five, and all of a sudden he's this amazing goaltender again. But the thing is, none of the Blues fans quit on Bennington. I mean, there was so much people saying, oh, it's one game, don't worry about it, he'll be back to what he was, blah, blah, blah. Bruins fans, one goal goes in that's a bit iffy, and Jesus Christ, <laughs> sailing down the river. Gee, oh, it was just... It's frustrating, especially like the way I watched the game. Like I saw the first period, fell asleep, woke up the next day, saw all the outrage on Twitter because my phone just went off. <laughs> and I was like, oh, great, what's happened? And then I watched the game. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's not that bad. What, it ca- <laughs> catches his in a pad and goes in. Oh, sorry. Like these guys are playing 60 minutes facing – what, 40 shots on average a game and one sneaks through and that's the problem? No. I'm sorry. But if it's a 2-1 game and your forwards get probably a fluky goal, you need your forwards to score. And you need them to perform 5-on-5 and not just worry about getting power plays. I mean, they've been better on the penalty kill than they have been 5-on-5, so it's just stupid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, real quick, I just want to mention uh, we are sponsored by betonline.ag. And like we mentioned earlier, uh, we're right in the middle of the 2019 Stanley Cup Finals against the St. Louis Blues. So if, you, if your confidence is high and feeling lucky, we suggest one website that's unlike no other place. No other to place a wager. Get in on the action, grab the odds, and allow the experts at betonline.ag do the heavy lifting for you. Sports, live betting, virtual casinos, you name it, betonline.ag is CLNS Media's preferred sportsbook online. Please support our Black and Gold Hockey podcast by going to clnsmedia.com slash Bruins and use code CLNS50 for 50% back after your first deposit. That's CLNS50 at clnsmedia.com slash Bruins, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook expert. I, for one, am learning again how to bet, and I'm terrible at it. But 
Well, I said, I think, two podcasts ago that this this was going to Game 7 and the Bruins would win. And uh, no one believed me. And here we are. I still don't. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Uh, Sorry, I was at the game, man. I'll remember this. I'll remember this next week. I, hey, I hope. Hey, <laughs> I just rather be wrong. Yeah. Um, oh, can yeah. I just? Do you guys? I because I don't. I know. I live in Boston. So James Stewart just sent out the biggest reach of a tweet I've ever read in my life. It says, "For what it's worth, Carson Kuhlman was the NCAA tournament MVP in 2018. He won an NCAA championship, so he's got some championship level experience." Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, man. Like, honestly. That, that is the worst. Do people read things before they put that? That was the hey, worst. Hey, I played in a peewee level tournament, and we won We won the tournament. I should <laughs> Everyone on now. Twitter's calling for Lauco to come in oh because of his God. performance in the queue. Uh, is it the queue? Yes. Yeah. Like and, then, was, and then what about the the guy that just signed? Um, oh, there were so many people that said the Bruins signed him. No, folks. The AHL Bruins signed him. It's a minor league deal. It's not an NHL deal. And I'm surprised by people that. Just, I just that, I can't stand when people just like yeah. shoot from the hip. You know what I mean? Just do some investigating. Surprised really the hell out of me that he only signed the AHL deal. I've seen apparently there was quite a lot of interest in him. Yeah, he's an undrafted overager and available to go right to the Providence Bruins for next season. Yeah. You coco-gated us this morning, Mark. Ah, oh, like, well. <laughs> my coffee yeah. cup. My coffee cup. Uh, the person that, that made the coffee, obviously, at, at Heavily Donuts, yeah, right here in my town of Amesbury. Uh, they, uh, they put <laughs> – I drink coconut coffee. I'm a crazy guy. But, uh, yeah, she put cocoa as in K-O-K-O. And I was just like, oh, Rob, coco-gate, hashtag coco-gate. Still alive and well. Yeah, he's so gonna be, we... he's going to be the first line center next year. Yeah. Oh, why not get him in the lineup tonight, huh? Well, got... I know. Just fly him over from Russia. Why not? This is exactly <laughs> why I mute most of the people on Twitter. <laughs> let's get this kid in. He's just signed a contract, and you know, let's let's. It's put... a bright shiny toy. I don't get I it. I know. I love it. I love it. I love when people say, screw the hey, uh, hey, screw burn in the last year of his uh, entry level deal. Get him in there tonight. Coolman can skate. Like the kid is, he skates oh, like fast. a win. I still think he needs some some polish because he can't finish. Um, if he scores tonight, I'd love to have say I was wrong. Because, but then again, you know what? If you look at it, when um, St. Louis got the uh, first suspension they put in Sanford, it's probably one of the best moves they did all all series. Yeah, kids played amazing. So we'll see. Yeah, he's definitely adding a certain factor to their club. Um, Grizzlick, uh, Matt Grizzlick seems to be trying to get into the lineup very hard, but he is getting blocked, um, which is fine with me. I want this kid to just be healthy above all sports and everything like that. As a human being, you want to see him healthy, but you can't, can't deny his urge to get back in the lineup. And, and believe it or not, this, this year, he has been a very, uh, instrumental part of this defense especially the transition game with speed um hashtag court was wrong yes um no i'm not, I'm not rubbing that's okay i was guy, definitely but, wrong i was 100 percent wrong but is it is it good i mean it, all right so let's just say we we win tonight's game and i hope that happens force a game seven and 
Do you put him in the lineup or do you continue to If he's to good be to go, sure. Okay. You need him in the lineup for moving that puck. That's and fine. I, I absolutely agree with that. It but depends on cost. how Moore plays tonight, though. If Moore oh, plays well tonight. Moore then... plays bad every game. I'm sorry. I've become a, an anti. He's so bad. He played good last game. No, he didn't. I was there live. Uh, maybe you're just watching on the stream and it was going slow oh, for not, you. Oh, not game five, sorry. Game Was it game two? He was no, he had like no minutes. Look it up. If he was if he was that good, Bruce would have started playing him. Bruce was like, oh, I don't him off mean he was Eric Carlson on the ice. I mean, he was good for what he had to do. Grizzly no, plays extra minutes because enough. of how good he is. Yeah, Man, the uh, bad dude. He's bad. He doesn't. You know what his problem is? This is the only thing I'm noticing. I'm just like, for some reason, when he gets the puck, he decides to think first. Just go with it. Like, trust your instincts. It's like he doesn't trust himself anymore. He's just making so many weird, 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 weird things done with the puck. Like he that has the open man. He scratched for like seventy odd games of the season, though. No, nah, it yeah. shouldn't be it. I'm sorry, he's a professional. The uh, the defensive pairing for tonight's game is Chara McAvoy on one, Krug and Carlo on two, and Moore and Clifton on three. They're going to have a – and they're playing in St. Louis, so you, you expect a lot of work out of, the, out of those six guys. And um, hopefully they bring it because, you know, it's certainly going to be needed. And well, better support. St. Louis better is nervous. Support. Yeah, better support well, in front of – St. Louis is nervous. I want to see more support in front of uh, Tuka Rask and less uh, staring around, being passages and watching the play. That's really friggin' annoying. Um. Moving to another injured player that seems to be trying to make his way back is uh, is Chris Wagner, the mayor. Um, coming back, for, he's practicing, he's with the team, and uh, recovering from a broken arm. Um, I don't know where to go with this one. Would love to see him in the lineup. I know he adds a certain element of grit, uh, speed, and, and in-your-face type of hockey, uh, but... At this point, is it is is it to is it good to rush him and possibly sit a player like a Chari or somebody else? Or don't no, mess, or don't mess with that fourth line. I'd just I'd leave it. I wouldn't try and put a guy in that's obviously still hurt. I mean, the guy's not hundred percent. I'd rather see guys that are out there and ready to play and that aren't going to get hurt halfway through a hockey game. And, then run with less players. I'd rather see the guys that are there now. Uh, I don't know. At this point, I don't know if it can hurt or not. Like, that's the problem. Like, you're not playing well, man. Achari isn't playing that well. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not. Corrali's playing well. Achari, Achari? Mm, not so much. Like, Wagner actually was playing fantastic as soon as he got back in the lineup. And maybe they need his... His speed grit, um, because for some reason, right now these guys could use anything. I'm at that point where I'm like, just try anything, just make this all go away, make it happy again. All right. I just want happy times, because right now, the hockey I was watching was bad. Yeah, and like I said, it's not going to be any easier in the uh, belly of the beast in St. Louis, the Enterprise Arena in in St. Louis, Missouri. Um. But they could be really freaking nervous. Yeah. Or, sorry, as our listeners would say, really wicked nervous. 
Well, to tell you the truth, the uh, doing a little bit of research and, and, and just hearing what people are saying on Twitter this morning, uh, taking advantage of uh, a St. Louis Blues team at home is, is so important because they don't have a very good record on home ice. They do have a tremendous freaking road record. Um, so I think the, the my, like keys to the game, let's do our keys to the game right now for game six. Win. Yeah. My, mine are, uh, the Blues are 500 at home, so get, getting to them early and often is, is going to be important. And hold the lead if you get it. Uh, my second is, uh, is better support for one another, especially in the defensive zone. Uh, quick transitions out and, uh, is going to be important against a, a hungry Blues team that's going to want to win and hoist that cup uh, on home ice. And uh, the... Third is the veterans on the team. They just got to step it up, bring it on the bench, and bring it on the ice. Um, an emotional game like this, just do or die. Uh, get it done on the score sheet and, and motivate them as best as possible. If they could do those three things, I think that it's, they'll be successful. But they, the Bruins can't get in their own heads, and especially can't let like the, the officiating that might even be shittier than the last game. Shittier than shit. Yeah, the dictate the freaking outcome of this game. You just said dick. <laughs> so, that's those are my three keys. That you, I mean, I, we already got you for one court. What do you think on the other two? Uh, top six needs to show up, and if they don't show up, they're not going to win. Um, and then the last is get to the puck first in the corners. Their forecheck has just been brutal the last couple of games. They were playing – they played great forecheck in the first period of the last game. They were getting to the puck first. Like, the Bruins are faster than St. Louis. Use that to your advantage. It's not a disadvantage. I don't know why they're acting like it is. Like, it's just mind-boggling to me. Yeah, my, my three are mainly discipline and then try and attack the defenders one-on-one -on -one because they seem to be doing a really good job of that in games one and three, I think it were. Uh, and then just win your board battles. There's a couple of times where they seem to have laid off in the corners and they just need to play like the Bruins have been playing all season and dig in, get that second man in for support and get someone out in front of the net. Absolutely. Um, and and we, we are going right through these freaking topics. This is crazy. Um, well, it's, only, it's been two games. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um I, I, I got to say something about Brett Hull uh, and, and and how he's in just an absolute embarrassment. And, and the middle it, finger, eh? Yeah, it's like you're supposed to be an ambassador of this sport as a retired player and a former St. Louis Blue. I, I just think that I, I, I that's that's something from a fan and not a former professional, in my opinion. You know, uh, I, I I just didn't see any class in that at all. I, I get the. I get it that you want to get your the crowd pumped up and you want to do whatever you can, but you know a, a guy in that in his position and what he's done for that city, I, I just thought it was a little classless in my opinion. He did the reverse Ference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this time from the, from the stands to yeah. the actual players, um, <laughs> it's just it's a cheap move. I mean, the guy, the guy doesn't care, obviously. It's kind of guy he is. It's probably shit faced. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say that he was probably <laughs> yes, labeled. 
<laughs> he was dancing around with a guy from Barstool, so... Oh, yeah, that's a chill well, yeah. yeah. That just says a lot. Uh, there he goes right there. Hey, yeah. P.S., that guy was right near me. I wanted nothing to do with him. When I was, it's, unfortunately, it's so tackled and put on TV when I did not like that, um, yeah. that Barstool guy was there with his stupid T-shirt on. It makes no sense. Pucks in deep. I would just pucks in the net, you moron. <laughs> it's funny that Barstool come to Boston and kind of get booed out of the place. Uh, and everyone hates the fact that the thing was stamped on the flags. And then they go to St. Louis and everyone seems to love them. So, yeah, yeah that was kind of weird. And I know we're not talking about them, but I, it, it's just one of them things. It's, it's just a stupid thing. It was shown as well. Like it was advertised around by a lot of people that he was doing the middle finger and everything. And a few of the St. Louis Blues like reporters and stuff retweeted it, which was kind of stupid. Um, yeah, I just think that kind of stuff needs to be put to one side. You wouldn't see an experienced player coming in throwing the finger around, I don't think. Especially I don't one. So. Especially well, one you hope played, not. Yeah. Especially one that played so long ago. So, yeah. You wouldn't see Ray Bork coming in throwing the finger around anyway. No, absolutely not. <laughs> you see Cam Neely throwing a water bottle like like he's uh, oh, man, he the Red Sox. pissed. Well, he should yeah. be. Come on. Oh, like, no, yeah. I know. I'm not going to get over it. I'm never getting over that. That was terrible. And, and no one interviewed Neely after the uh, game. I, I'm kind of glad of that because I think it would have ripped reporters apart. But, oh. And then people asked Cassidy about the whole, like, I think the reporters should have just shut up about the non-call thing. Cassidy was just... a freaking all-star with his answers. Oh, yeah. But you could see how, like, I think he wanted to say more than he actually did. You could see him kind of biting his tongue, trying not to give, like, because everyone was saying, like, so many cultures have been suspended for the same acts. And it's well, they, get, they don't get suspended, they get fined. Well, yeah. Sorry. A fine. Fine. But um, he didn't get a fine. He didn't get a warning. Didn't get anything. You know why? Oh, we don't know if he didn't get a warning. We don't know if he got a warning. Oh, well, I, I think something would have been probably said if he had of. Mm. He probably got a warning from, like, the GM or the owner to kind of calm it down with the comments. but I don't think he would have. I think they would have been definitely on his side on this one. They looked yeah. pretty, pretty pissed off. Yeah, yeah well, true. And I, I heard behind the scenes, uh, Bruce was running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Absolutely bullshit. Um, what, do you, but, what do you mean? Um, uh, Matt Castle, uh, reporter for um, Bruins Daily, he mentioned on the Shell Squared podcast uh, the other day that, um, yeah, Bruce was a little bit unlike himself uh, after the game on uh, Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, yes. I, I, I would assume so. And then, and then, kind of like paraphrasing here, kind of toned it down when the uh, when the presser was going on because I, you know, obviously stuff that's said there is very uh, is, is watched by you know, the, the league officials and so on. So, um, I mean, hopefully something like that fires this team up and, you know, they get something out of that. They need to a, score the first goal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. set the tone. You have to set the tone. That's the main thing, score the first goal against a defensive team who don't 
attack too much, but they don't start rushes, and just defend until you get another opportunity. That's what the, the Bruins start did. Start Corrales' line into. regardless. Yeah. They've been amazing off the start as well. They, yeah. get, they seem to get possession of the puck in the offensive zone and just move it about really well at the beginning of the game. Frickin' Nordstrom, eh? Frickin' oh. rock star. <laughs> Amazing. And that's another player who was chastised at the beginning of the season for not living up to the hype. And then come when it, when it's clutch time, the guy's been insane. So You telling me people are wrong? No. Oh, yeah. Shut no. the front door. They can't be. Jesus. They're always right with their takes. <laughs> Hundred percent of the people on Earth are wrong at some point. That's funny. Um, I am fresh out of topics, friends. So this is probably going to be a very short show, unless you guys get something else. What about the Charles Barkley comments on Marsh End? Wasn't that Char- last round? Charles no. Barkley. Yeah, yeah he, he, but I thought he, that was last round. No, I thought it was okay. this round. I've been seeing it on Twitter for the past couple of days, so it seems like it's fresh. What did he say? A basketball guy? Yeah, he basically said that uh, he kind of, if he had to play against a guy like Marshawn, he'd want to punch him in the face. I think he did. He had Dennis Rodman. Yeah, but (laughs) he he was saying like, oh, I'd want to punch him in the face. Uh, Yeah, he seems like an irritating guy, blah, blah, blah. And then Marshawn did a quick... Like comment back when someone asked him about the comments, and he just said, "Oh, it sounds like Charles Barkley really wants to be my friend." <laughs> and then that was it. I like, didn't say another word about it. But that's crazy. I, like I don't know where that came from. If that's an old thing, or like Court said, it might be last round. Yeah, I thought it was last round. Hey, I could be a hundred percent wrong. I'm usually am. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we're gonna do a short show. Um, we didn't talk about the Barbashev suspension. We did not. Wow. Um, and that was one of the, the, the three hits, contact to the head plays. That had no that, penalty. That had no penalty. But uh, the repercussions of that hit were felt afterwards um, when the player safety, NHL's player safety, reviewed it. And they gave uh, Barbashev, what's his first name? I Ivan Babishev, a piece uh, game, of shit. A, yes, a game suspension. Dirtier um, player than most players on the Bruins. Which I thought was uh, definitely warranted. Um, but I, I, I don't understand why nothing was done with the, the Krug um, hit to the head or the slew foot to uh, Nolachar at the end of the game, which ultimately resulted just, in a goal. Just give us a call on the ice, for God's sakes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just do your Plus, job. Plus, that's yeah, Tyler eh? Balzac. Tyler Balzac, the ex-Leaf, does that, and Leafs Nation goes insane about it, and yeah. is clapping, and blah, blah, blah. It was just like Sammy Blaze hit on, I think it was, uh, who was it? I think that was David Backus in the corner, where he leapt into the hit. I think that was in game four. That was a no-call on the ice, no suspension. And, and the I funny thought... thing is... Ivan Barbashev, during his draft year, was uh, this elite playmaking center who was going to come into the league. And now look at him. He's like the fourth-line rough guy on the Blues. So that's kind of funny. 
I thought they were going to actually like call better because of how the refs were embarrassed the game before when like, you know, Tarasenko does that uh, soccer play where imaginary gets hit and penalties are called. I thought for sure. I'm like, okay, the refs are probably going to give the Bruins a couple ones here just because, you know, St. Louis made them look like idiots. Nope. That's not, that's not the case. The refs are going to make the Bruins look like idiots and just not call anything because they're afraid to. Is it the same refs for every game in this series, or do no. they change them game by game? Change them game by game. Do you reckon they took out the most trustworthy refs? Well, no. If you think about it, that? they've booted out so many damn refs this these playoffs because the NHL is an embarrassment. That uh, they don't. Yeah, have I said choice. Yeah, the NHL is an embarrassment now. Right now, when you oh, have seven. former players coming out of the woodworks now saying it's an embarrassment. Like, yeah, my dad never gets bad. fired up. I talked to them after the game, and he was fired up. He was like, well, this is a joke. Patrick Sharp was saying that it was a bit of a joke on, uh, I think it was Sportsnet or something. That it was sports. Sports. NBC That's Sports. Those are the guys that interview. He's... Yeah. It... But he had choice words about it, and I was surprised at that being an ex-Black Oak and some of the stuff that he got away with in his time. Good player, but... Every so often, a few dirty things in there. Wasn't he on the 2013 team with Chicago yes. Blackhawks? Yeah. yeah. That figures. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. The bees just got to come out, dig deep, find a way, force game seven, um, and, and hopefully get it done. I, I really want to come back here just – you know, I'm bouncing off the walls trying to get this this day through and this podcast through to just to get to eight o'clock and start this game six and see where our fate ends up, honestly. But um I, I, I wanna say that the Bruins are gonna win. I hope they do. I hope for everybody they do. because uh, it would be mean so much for not you know, for us to see that thing hoisted in Boston. It's been hasn't been done since nineteen seventy, so you know, there's always a little history to go along with everything else in this in this storied franchise. So, I, I don't know. I just I just hope they get it done. I hope they find a way. And I mean, just be resilient and, and do do what you got to do. Listen listen to everybody on the bench. Get motivated. And that's it. I mean, I can't I can't really honestly think of anything else. But I mean, I just get it they, done. Yeah, hopefully they bring a better effort than they have in the past two games. Honestly. Um, if the Bruins go down by a few goals, do you reckon they just start selling on everything? Like get tapped on the shin pad with a stick and just dive no. of the place. That's what and I then just say want. to the refs, like, well, you're not going to call it. We're going to do exactly what they do. I don't think they would do. I, I think Cassidy would kick someone out of the game if they even tried anything like that. But it'd be funny for someone to actually turn around to the refs and be like, how are you going to call me for a dive like that if you're not going to call a hit to the head? I actually, I actually got together on Friday night um, with a friend of mine, and we had a couple of beers. And she was, she was saying that what would the Bruins do, like if they want to play that type of game, and like, oh well, if, if St. Louis got, is getting away with all these calls, how far can we push the button? You know what I mean? And and which ultimately can like put them in a very, very awkward position when it comes to being in the box and, and giving up a power play, a possible power play goal to a, to a team that just is, is loaded with talent that could, that could bang anything home. 
Yeah, true. This, m- my point was more like if there's five minutes left and you're down by three goals. Oh, okay. All right. Do you start selling it and just make the refs look bad and just be like, well, what are you going to do? Well, I wouldn't do it straight out of the bat. I mean, you're just ruining your chances of going on to game seven. But... Can we just score more goals? Yes. I yes. just hope. Like, score more goals than the other team. Win. Absolutely. All right, guys. That is going to do a wrap on the show. But um, before we leave for another episode, we'd like to thank our faithful listeners. And please ask that you all rate, review, and subscribe to our Black and Gold Hockey podcast on Apple Podcasts slash Apple iTunes or any other pod platform that you currently use. We'd also like to thank today's show sponsor, betonline.ag. And as a reminder, please go to clnsmedia.com slash Bruins and use promo code CLNS50 to get 50% off your first deposit. For myself, Mark Allright, Court Milan, and Rob Tomley, we wish you and loved ones a safe and happy week. And let's go, Bruins. Let's get this cup back. Let's get the series. Here we go. Take care, everybody, and thanks again. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. You can follow the guys on Twitter at blackandgold277, at courtlalonde, and at rob40bruins. You can also send us an email to the show's account at blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com.